0: This episode of the Columbia Basin Herald Studio Basin Podcast is brought to you by the Moses Lake Chamber of Commerce. The chamber works to help businesses in and around Moses Lake flourish through networking opportunities, member-to-member savings for products and services, and connecting businesses with the resources they need to make Moses Lake a wonderful place to live, work, and play. For more information, visit moseslake.com or call the chamber at 509-765-7888. Again, that's 509-765-7888. Hello, listeners. My name is Rob Miller. I'm the managing editor at the Columbia Basin-Herald. And with me today are Charles Featherstone, our senior reporter.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: And Ian Bavona, our sports reporter. Um, We have a couple of things we want to talk about today. Uh, First thing is going to be uh, some fires going on in Soak Lake. Um, There have been uh, multiple fires around the area of... uh, Sixth uh, Avenue. There's a over by SR 28. There's been um, at least three fires over there now, and folks are concerned. The uh, fire department uh, is thinking that they're they've been set by someone intentionally. Um, and then, in addition to that, uh, there was another fire just last night, Thursday evening, uh, just off the highway uh, out there. Um, and they're not sure if all four of those are connected or not. It's kind of odd that you know they've got these fires starting in the same location you know uh, we've had four fires in just less than two weeks now and so uh, they're a little bit concerned and they're asking the public if they see anyone suspicious in that area uh, to go ahead and give them a call and report that. The Soap Lake Police Department is investigating it and you can reach them at 509-246-1122. But that's what we're going to cover for serious news. Otherwise, we're going to talk about the play part of making Moses Lake a wonderful place to live, work, and play. So both of you have been out at the fair for the last few days uh, checking things out I know we've had a uh, demolition derby out there Um, in addition to that we've also had uh, first night of the rodeo was last night I know Ian you were out there covering it and of course um, what would the fair be if we didn't have FFA and 4-H kids out there showing uh, their animals that they've raised but that's looking a little bit different this year isn't it Charles can you tell us a little bit about that
1: Well, it's mostly normal, but because of the avian flu, we weren't able to have a live in-bird. I'm going to use in-bird because the people were all there. We're not able to have a live in-bird poultry show. So the judge came in, and the kids were there, and they had they had photos, and some kids were, used, were were asked to display their photos of their birds, and some were not. And then they had stuffed chickens. They had stuffed chickens, and they were supposed to demonstrate a little bit the parts of the bird and how they would look for things like mites and whether your bird was sick. It was a little absurd, um, and I think everybody appreciated the absurdity, but they also understood that this was important. I mean, one of the things the judge did grill several of the kids about was about avian influenza, and how do you know if your bird's having Avian influenza and whatnot. So, so, uh, but it 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 is a fairly normal fair from the standpoint of you know we we think of the the world in terms of fair 2019 and then we had COVID. So, uh, but we've had rabbits out there. Even with the rabbit disease, they did not recommend cancellation of the rabbit portion. So there were rabbits being judged, and there were pigs being judged, and goats and sheep and cows and horses as well so it's been a very very busy
0: okay well and i know we've had coverage about it it's hot out there too so um we've had uh kids out there spraying pigs down with water to help them stay cool and comfortable and and that kind of thing um you know what do you what do y'all think about uh, as far as it goes how is the fair food this year
2: it's pretty good <laughs> i gave it a try yesterday um I've never been to a fair, really, before. I didn't grow up in a place where those are really uh, common. So it was quite the uh, experience for me there. Okay, I'm well, um, definitely enjoying it a lot.
0: Well, and you're coming over to us from the, the greater D.C. area, right? Yeah. So um, coming over here, it, you know, we're up in the Pacific Northwest. You know, fairs are a way of life for a lot of communities up here. Um, what was your first impression walking in the gate?
2: Um, that it really does look like it's does in like movies and tv that's kind of what i had my uh first impressions on from just you know watching tv shows and the big county fair that goes on but it was cool you know Uh, a lot of people smiling faces walking away with their prizes um their corn dogs and
0: everything like that too Um, so i'm definitely looking forward to spending the rest of the weekend there uh, covering the rodeo as well well, I've never been unhappy when I have a corn dog or a funnel cake in my hand. So <laughs> yeah. um I totally I, get that.
1: I, I go for the, the, the Jordanian guy who sells the gyro. Um that's the only time we get that kind of food here in Moses Lakes is when he comes to the fair. So I s that's I make a beeline line for, for for his place.
0: Yeah. Every well, fair. Well, and I I remember being stationed in Germany go going out for a gyro, um, or uh what we called a donor kebab was Um, that was, like, the thing to do. You went out on a Friday night. You you went out and you got the... It was Turkish food for us, but Mm -hmm. Turkish, Jordan, like, kind of regional cuisine. Um, Is there anything local that is a favorite for most of the folks that are out there? The Space Burger. The Space Burger? Yeah. What's that, since Ian and I are new to the the area?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I watched them make them one year. Um, You take a hamburger and you... You 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 cover it with you know you got cheese and you got your lettuce and pickles and I think tomato I think it has lettuce on it and then you put it in between two slices of Wonder bread and then you take that bread and you put it in a basically a press cooker kind of a fryer toaster oven but you hold it down so that it curves both sides of that both sides of the bread and then you pop it up you cut the crusts off and you have this round bread-packed burger that looks like a flying saucer and I think you got Thousand Island Island dressing on this as well so okay well they're popular they're hugely popular one year not long after I got here I think it may have been 2018 or 2019 they did a day of space burgers in the spring and there were lots of people there who came for their space burgers
0: Okay, well, I, I may have to stop out at the you fair at, at some right. point yes, absolutely. Uh, just to see them, um, of course, just, just to see how they're made. To, Lines to get
1: always some, long on the space burgers.
0: Okay, um, but uh, how, you know, moving over there, like, what it, what are the some of the bigger attractions at the fair this year that you all have seen out there? Well, I was Besides the, the food. <laughs> Besides the food, of course, it's a big
2: part. But I was at the rodeo last night, and that was definitely a packed house. And then earlier, last couple of days, there was the demolition derby as well. Um, first time at a rodeo, that was a lot of fun as well, <laughs> yeah. watching all those competitions
0: yeah well and i i know there there's also with the derby they also had like the power wheels derby out there and we've got a feature on that coming out in the paper uh this coming what is it uh monday it will be in our lifestyle section and you can see the kiddos out there they're running around they've got spiky helmets and they're all sorts of gleefully smashing into each other in power wheels cars it made me kind of want you know, to get an adult Power Wheels, but uh, I'm not sure my wife's going to allow me to get that side-by-side I've been craving for, you know, ever since I moved up here to hit the dunes on. Um, but... Uh You know, let's move into sports in just a second Um, and the sports section of uh, this uh, podcast is brought to you by the readers of the Columbia Basin Herald Uh, the Herald serves the entirety of Grant and Adams counties in central and eastern Washington which has strong traditions in agriculture, industry and taking care of one another the Columbia Basin Herald is grateful to our readers for their support and to our advertisers who support our efforts to keep the communities we serve informed and of course the fair is all about agriculture and rodeo, um, like you were saying, what what came out with the rodeo last night? That was the first night of competition, is that right?
2: Yes, so Thursday night, last night was the first night of rodeo competition at the Moses Lake Roundup, and they had eight events, uh, ranging from, you know, bareback riding all the way to bull riding, so that was a lot of fun to see, big packed house there at the uh, rodeo arena, everyone was kind of cheering, letting all the riders hear it, and it was pretty cool, that they actually had riders from around the world there were riders from up in Canada there was a guy from Australia um, and then you know you got local guys there's a couple guys from Soap Lake and Moses Lake and then over more west in Ellensburg and a couple places as well but that was pretty cool to see Um, going into results a little bit in the bareback riding Bill Tudor won that event with 74 points on Thursday and team roping the team of Stanley and Campbell they finished in 16 and a half seconds and then the saddle bronc, Dawson Hay won with 87 points. It's a pretty high score. And then in the women's breakaway roping, Shayla Curran won in 2.5 seconds. It's where they release a steer, and they have to quickly get it. So doing that in 2.5 seconds, that's pretty impressive. Yep. And then tie-down roping, John Douch won in 8.3 seconds. He came out super fast. I mean, he was came out, jumped off his horse, and then had that little steer wrapped up real quick. And then in the barrel racing, Leslie Smialga won in 17.3 seconds. And in bull riding, Caleb McMillan won with 83 points. The only one I don't have results for is uh, one of the other events, and that'll be updated on our website as well. Okay. And then a bit of a scary incident at the bull riding festival, or the bull riding event. There was uh, one of the participants, not a rider, but one of the people associated with Moses Lake Roundup, was actually hit by a bull and they had to bring the ambulance out onto the arena and onto the course. Um, But he got out okay. Uh, They were announcing on the stadium that he had a broken femur. So, hoping that he heals well. Ouch. Yeah, I can't imagine how that feels. Yeah,
0: well, I'm not getting out there on the bull, and I have a lot of respect (laughs) for the guys that'll go out there and do that. Uh, My brother did that when we were younger, and I think he almost gave my mom a heart attack a few times. So, uh, it's definitely a challenging uh, sport to go out there, hold on, and make sure that you get out of the bull's way on time on time um and uh you know thank you to the rodeo clowns that are out there taking care of the riders and making sure that everyone stays as safe as possible of course uh the rodeo wouldn't go off uh, as well as it is without y'all there um so with that um what have we got going on in more traditional sports yeah so uh we'll start with pro sports
2: uh right now it's the first round of WNBA playoffs the Seattle Storm are facing off against the Washington Mystics. They had their first game last night. Uh, Thursday night, it was a big back and forth game. The Mystics uh, came out victorious, winning 86 to 83. You know, late in the game, they had some clutch free throws to seal that lead and uh, get capture the first game in that series. It's a best of three series, so, you know, the Storm play again on, went on Sunday, so if they win that, they'll be moving on in the playoffs. Uh, but if they lose, they have to travel across the country to D.C. later in the week. I believe that game would be on Tuesday, if necessary, though. So they play it Sunday at one, and then in the football, the Seahawks had their second preseason game last night. They lost 27 to 11 to the Bears. You know, it's preseason. Can't get too caught up in the scores. But uh, quarterback Drew Locke did not play. He was diagnosed with COVID. Uh, apparently, he's been pretty sick. There, uh, Pete Carroll said. So, hoping he gets all good. But um, that quarterback battle between Geno Smith and Drew Locke kind of keeps on moving. Geno, you know, had some moments last night and then had some moments where he didn't look as good. A lot of receivers were dropping passes and then some penalties as well. Took back some big offensive gains. But that quarterback battle looks like it'll keep going on into the third preseason game, okay. especially with Locke not being able to play.
0: Well, and are are they new to the team this year, or are they just new to the first string? What, so, what's happening with that?
2: Uh, Drew Locke is new to the team. Uh, he was with the Broncos the last couple of years. He was part of that Russell Wilson trade. And then Geno Smith, he's been the backup quarterback with the Seahawks for the last couple of years. I know, uh, i not sure exactly how long, but... He had some starting opportunities last season when Russell Wilson got injured. So they kind of know what they have in Geno Smith. You know, he started a couple games in the NFL last year, and then obviously it was a starter with the Jets and Giants. But what they really want to see is Drew Locke. They want to see what they have in him, especially after he didn't start as many games last year. But that third preseason game is going to be pretty important in determining that.
0: Well, hopefully the, the Rona will leave the team alone for a little while and let <laughs> yeah. them get out there on the field and do their business. Yeah. Um, you know. But uh, how about the Mariners? How are they looking? You know, they're
2: still looking good. Uh, they're, they just finished sweeping the Angels, uh, had some pretty high offensive output uh, games. And then uh, this weekend they'll
0: be starting a series against the Athletics. Oh, nice! So we've got some. We'll have some coverage in the paper uh, next week, and even if even if the games end too late to make it in in the paper, uh, folks can go to columbiabasinherald.com. Just click on the sports tab, and we're putting the results of each of those pro games up there uh, first thing in the morning when we get in. So, um, with that, uh, what's going on with local sports?
2: So we have a couple local events coming up this weekend. There's the Potholes Bass Club. They're having a two-day fishing tournament, and on the reservoir and then high school sports the start date for football was last wednesday so they got some football practices going on and then the rest of the fall sports for cross country soccer for girls and the 1b2b boys slow pitch softball girls swim and dive and volleyball all those start dates for practices start on monday
0: Nice. So the kids are getting warmed up and ready to go and get out there. And uh, it sounds like you're going to be having a much busier schedule than you have <laughs> over the summer. But, um, you know, one of the things uh, that we're working on is the Gridiron Guide. Can you tell folks a little bit about that and, you know, how is that shaping up right now?
2: Yeah. So for the Gridiron Guide, we're going to have uh, coverage of the local high school football teams that will be out, I believe, the week that games start. Um, not 100% sure. But basically what we're doing is we're going to be going to the practices, talking with some of the coaches, the players, and really just kind of seeing what's changed in the offseason, what have y'all really been working on, you know, what kids are really shining through off season workouts and the first couple of days of practices, and just really, you know, trying to get all the names, you know, putting rosters, their last uh, records from previous years, and just really getting that preview ready for the season coming up.
0: Okay. And that, that issue is actually, we're going to put out a separate section. That's all football. And that's coming out the last, last day of the month on the, on the 31st of August. Um, so we're, we're working on getting all that put together. We'll have rosters, schedules, all that kind of thing for folks to pick up. Uh, so you can grab that. It'll be included for just a buck with the, uh, your copy of the Columbia basin Herald that you pick up, or if you're a subscriber, it'll be delivered straight to your home. Uh, that's going to wrap up the studio basin podcast for this week. Um, um, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate your listenership, your readership. Uh, if you have anything uh, that you'd like us to you know, cover, go ahead and reach out to Ian on the sports front at uh, iBivona, I-B-I-V-O-N-A, at ColumbiaBasinHerald.com. Uh Studio Basin podcast is produced by the Columbia Basin Herald, a local ner- newspaper serving Grant and Adams counties in Washington state. Our publisher is Clint Schroeder, and our Regional General Manager is Bob Richardson. Our Managing Editor is Rob Miller, that's me, and our reporting staff consists of Senior Reporter Charles Featherstone, Senior Reporter Cheryl Schweitzer, Staff Writer and Paginator Joel Martin, Staff Writer Rebecca Pettingill, and Sports Reporter Ian Bavona. Uh, the Columbia Basin Herald is published five days a week in print and online. The paper's website is www.columbiabasinherald.com. To provide feedback on the paper or the podcast, please email us at editor at columbiabasinherald.com. Thank you for listening, and take care of yourself out there.